Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're having an amazing day. 
I'm very excited for today's episode with Colin Mitchell, who is uh, not only a, a, an amazing trauma warrior, but he is an entrepreneur and business owner who has created massive change in his life by discovering his superpower after having a very traumatic childhood. And so before we get in the episode, I want to share this with you, a review from the podcast. I want to say thank you, of course, to everyone who goes on iTunes, scrolls to the bottom, searches for Think Unbroken Podcast, hits that five-star rating and leaves a review. Um, and I want to share one today, just short and sweet, that I really appreciated that that really kind of meant the world to me. Um, it's by Firefighter656. says, amazing motivation is the headline. Love the dedication to help those with a scarred past overcome it to have the future that everyone deserves. Keep it up. Thank you very much. That means the world to me. You know, at the end of the day, that's really what the podcast is about. That's why people come on and share their story, share their experiences, share their triumphs, their failures, all the things in between, because ultimately, you know, it's a continuation of a conversation about trauma, about success, about failure that ultimately is going to lead us to the place of being unbroken. And that's very much the conversation and the parlay that I have with Colin today as we have a back and forth, not only in our similar experiences of, I won't get into the details, listen to the episode, it's really profound. But the one thing I will say is this, and I believe in what he says, we all have a superpower within us. We all have the ability to be great. We all have the ability to tap into what is next in our life, to create it, to fashion it, and to bring it to fruition. But we have to be willing to tap into that superpower. We have to be able to own it. We have to be willing, and most importantly, to acknowledge that we can be successful. And I hope that you'll find that in this episode. So without further ado, my friends, Colin Mitchell. What's up, Unbroken Nation? Hello, my friends. I'm Michael Unbroken, host of the Think Unbroken podcast and founder of thinkunbroken.com. And I'm honored to be your trauma coach and mentor because I believe that everyone is capable of getting unstuck, cultivating self-love, and becoming the hero of their own story. I believe that when implemented correctly, the practical tools and education you will receive from this show will help you lead an unbroken and extraordinary life. I believe that no matter what we come from, that we all have the ability to choose ourselves first, to create and manifest a powerful and grace-filled future, and love the reflection in the mirror. I believe that every day is a day to grow, learn, heal, and change. That's why I started my company, thinkunbroken.com, which is an online training and healing and personal growth platform where you get everything that I know about how to get motivated, be accountable, get out of the vortex, and become the hero of your own story through community, connection, and commitment. For more information, visit thinkunbroken.com. Please listen closely as you may learn just one thing that will help you be unbroken. And please share this episode with at least three of your friends because we all need community and connection in our healing journey. And be sure to DM me and tag me on Instagram at michaelunbroken so that I can say hi. I just want to thank you again for being a part of this, for listening and being a member of the Unbroken Nation. Now, let's get into today's show and make the world unbroken.
Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. I am super excited to be back with you with another episode with my guest today, Colin Mitchell. Colin, my friend, what is going on in your world today? Oh man, I'm. Uh, I love going on podcasts, and uh, I always love going on podcasts that are maybe a little bit different or unique. Than we can talk about some things that'll be interesting rather than the kind of the typical things that people always want me to talk about. So I'm excited, and I, I think that uh, we were chatting a little bit before here. It seems like we have some things in common, and I think it'll be a good episode. Yeah, man. You know, and I, I agree with you. And, you know, as someone who's always doing this, what I always want to do is just create amazing context for people to understand the possibility of what they can do with their life. And and it's interesting to me, the parallels that you and I have. Um, but instead of me telling your story, why don't you talk about your experience and kind of what has led you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and for a long time, I wasn't super comfortable talking about my past and stuff because I think I still had some work to do and thought that, you know, that sort of defined me. Um, and now I've gotten a little more comfortable with really just like owning my my past and what that is and feel that it's really shaped me and being able to give me skills and experiences and tools to be successful in areas um, that maybe other people have a little bit more difficulty with. So, um, you know, I was raised by a single mom. Um, and so I, uh, for a first, for a long time, I was the only child uh, for the first like 10 years of my life. And my dad was never re- re- around. My parents split up when I was fairly young. Um, and, uh, you know, the, my dad preferred spend, I don't know if he preferred, but I, I always say that cause it sounds more interesting, but he preferred spending time in prison rather than spending time with me. And, uh, so he had his own struggles and, uh, addictions and things like that. Uh, and so, you know, and then, you know, as a young kid and a boy and still just, even though, uh, knowing that your dad, you know, is not like other dads, uh, you still want a relationship, at least, you know, for a while, even after many letdowns and, you know, not showing up and, and things like that. So there were still like these attempts to have a relationship with my father, uh, whether it was like spending summers with him or, you know, maybe him ch- trying to t- show up um, for the, you know, 1500th time. Uh, and so in, in those experiences, like I was also exposed to a lot of things that, you know, no kid should ever have to see. Um, and then eventually as I kind of got older, I, I sort of just got tired of it, you know, and, and realized that I was better off, uh, with more space <laughs> between me and him. And, uh, <clears throat> and so, you know, raised by a single mom. And then eventually my mom, you know, met somebody else and, uh, and then I had, and, and they had kids. And, and so then I had three brothers, um, and that created, you know, a lot of work for me as, as well. Um, because I was like, like a lot older, so I had to help and, and do things, you know, that, uh, uh, I didn't, you know, want to do necessarily. Um, but you know, that's kind of where my life was. And, um, when I, you know, was in high school and stuff like that, I started to have sort of my own struggles and, and really was not that interested in school. I didn't really, you know, my mom was a a waitress, so she worked nights and I was kind of left to my own, uh, a lot and had to learn a lot of things and figure things out. And, And so, you know, basically as soon as I turned 18, I was like out of the house and ready to kind of go, you know, do something else. And, Nobody was really telling me college was important. I barely made it through high school uh, by the skin of my teeth with my credits. 
and didn't really know what I was going to do with my life. I just, the only thing I knew was like, I didn't want to live the way that I did as a kid, like going into the grocery store, hoping my friends weren't going to be there, seeing that we were paying for our food with food stamps. Yeah, man, I, I, I resonate with that in, in a lot of different ways. And there's, there's always these interesting moments in life where we, we, that experience I had to a T, I'll never forget. I don't know. If, I grew up in the Midwest and there used to be this place called Cubs Foods. And you would go to this place. And, and I remember the first time ever that our, uh, our food stamps couldn't cover the bill. And my mom had me go and take the food back and put it back on the shelf. And there were always these series of experiences that I had where I was like, you know what? When I'm a grown up, this is not going to be my fucking life. I don't know what that means, but I will figure it out. And, yeah. and I think, unfortunately, for so many of us, and I'm curious if this was your experience as well, even though we have that thought process, there's still this space in which we have to navigate getting out of our own damn way. What well, was that your experience as you started to grow and now become an entrepreneur and family man and, and things of that nature? Mm, yeah, I'm going to touch on that in a second. So I, I totally identify with your experience, man. I hadn't thought about that part of it for so long. But uh, as you were saying, I was like, I vividly remember like putting the groceries on there and then like it just, you know, not being sure if it was going to cover it and having to put things back or, you know, we got coupons for like government cheese and it was like, we couldn't get the other cheese. We had to get that cheese. So we had to get this milk because that's, you know, and so anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to get out of your own way when you're not taught a lot of skills, you know, uh, or you don't have a lot of, you know, experience like dealing with those things. You know, my mom, I love her to death and like, she did the best she could with the tools that she had. And, you know, I got passed down the tools that she had. And then with my dad not being around, there was, there was a lot that, you know, I didn't learn, you know, as a kid. And so a lot of things I had to figure out on my own. And as a young kid, that sucks, you know, but like fast forward, that's actually a superpower of mine, you know? And so you kind of have a choice. Like everybody has a story. Many, many, many people have it way worse off than me as growing up as a kid. Some people have it not as bad. Some people, you know, maybe similar. Um, but you have a choice. Like, you're going to let that define you and hold you back and be your excuse. And, you know, it's a little harsh, but like, are you going to be the victim or are you like going to use that to propel you forward as motivation, as fuel? You know, and I had a very similar thought as yourself. Like, I don't know what I want to do, but I don't want to live like this, you know? And when I got my first sales job ever, you know, uh, I have a sales podcast and I talk to tons of salespeople and your typical story is like, Hey, I went to school for this thing and I didn't work out and sales was my plan B, or I thought I was going to do this and didn't enjoy it. And, or, you know, it was a bad time in, in, in economic time and like sales was the only job I can get. And, you know, kind of fell into sales by accident. For me, it was like, I had no other opportunities. There was nothing else for me. And so I saw that as a way out. And, you know, I took that opportunity and, you know, now today, fast forward and we can unpack things, but uh, I have a life that I could never dream of having. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I resonate that 
vehemently, man. And you know, my first, <laughs> it's so funny as we're having this conversation, I don't, I don't think I've ever said this on this podcast before. Um, my first legal job, let me be very clear about that. My first legal job in sales was for Cutco. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't know, dude, I literally remember, I did not know what else to do. I, I was looking through the back of the newspaper and the classifieds and everything always said like three years experience, five years experience, 10 years experience, college diploma. I'm like, I didn't graduate high school. Like, how am I going to go? I don't have a college diploma. And, and I go and I'm in this group interview and I'm just like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? But to your point, something really fascinating happened in the course of just the short period of time I worked there because I was like, this ain't for me. But in that, I started to think about the skills that I needed to create change in my life. When you were in it, and, and I think what happens is often we're in this place where we're measuring the possibility of what it is that we can do with our life, but still somehow being trapped in that narrative. What what is it that you did as you were starting to acquire these skills that you use to project yourself forward into where you are now? Because, you know, to say that you never dreamt of this life, I, I want to push back on you and I want to go, are you sure about that? Because it sounded to me like you started putting effort in a long time ago. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting perspective. Yeah, I don't I don't think that in the moment, I don't think I realized it. This is like you know, I, I didn't, I didn't have like, oh, I dreamed of not doing these things, but like not, no, no, I think what it really came down to is I didn't really know what I wanted, but I was really clear on what I didn't want. And that was enough to give me the motivation and the drive to pour all of myself into something. And that something was that first sales job. And I remember you know, the first time probably getting a commission check that was worth probably more than my mom typically got in a whole year. And it was like, this is how I'm not going to live like that. This is how, and, and also too, and, and this isn't the healthiest of things. And, 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 but just the sincere desire to not be like my dad was enough to motivate me to do better and be different. Yeah, that uh, that's interesting to me because I I have that same experience. I I was recently at Funnel Hacking Live uh, Russell Brunson event. I'm sure you know who he is if you're in this arena. Um, and and he had on this guy Jarrett White. I don't know if you are familiar yeah. with Jarrett White or not. Um, I have my own thoughts on him. Um, he's he's a homie, but you know he's a wild dude. But he said something really fascinating that has sat with me and it has just been like drilled in my head. He goes, if you want to be successful in life, you have to leave your father's house. And I have been thinking about that like ad nauseum and, and what that means in the context of like having the life that you want to have. And I've never met my father, never met him one time. But I, I remember being like, if I ever have kids, I'll never be like him. Right. I'll never be like them. Uh, I do think there is something powerful about this idea that you can use, for lack of a better term, negative reinforcement in a positive way to create change in your life. When, when you're thinking about like what's next for you, is that something you still leverage? Is that still like a tool in your toolbox? Like, how do you start to now that you've kind of stepped into, dare I say, a new plateau? Like, how do you go forward at this point? Yeah. So 
that was enough to get me so far. Like, you know, not wanting to be like him, not wanting to live that way, but that only really will take you so far. And at some point you really got to let that shit go. You know, you got to work through it. You got to get to the other side and, and get to a place where you can really level up. Um, and even just get to the other side of doing the work, you know, on that stuff. Right. And, and so that is not enough to, it's not sustainable. Right. Like, um, and for a long time, like, I'll just say it, man, I hated him. I literally hated him. And even till like, even, you know, now I have kids, I have three kids and number four on the way, you know, and there's been attempts occasionally for him to try to communicate and be my life or whatever. Um, and I pretty much shut him out for the most part. Cause you know, I was like, look, you're not going to let them down how you constantly let me down my whole life. I'm not even going to allow them to be vulnerable, you know, to experience that because I know what it feels like. And, you know, recently he, for the first time I let him see my kids you know, and you know, I'm at a place now where I don't hate him. And actually those experiences, I dealt with a really, a lot of tough things as a kid that most people, you know, don't, I saw my, I've seen my mom get shot right in front of my eyes and bleeding in front of me. Um, you know, I, my dad was, you know, very heavy into drugs and all of these other things that I was exposed to. And, you know, I've been able to be, you know, somewhat successful in business. And I think a lot of my experiences as a kid of dealing with those things that are extremely difficult, like things in business, like I love challenge. I thrive on a challenge. And, you know, I love starting a business from scratch where it's hard and it's tough and nobody knows who you are and they don't care and you get lots of rejection. Like I can thrive in that environment. And there's a lot of things that have come up in business and scaling businesses that would stress a lot of people out. And I'm just like, that's nothing. And I can just keep going forward. You know, that grit, that resilience, that those are things that only you can really foster through experience. Now, it's unfortunate that they had to come from the experiences that I had, but you know, I, I got the cards that I was dealt and, you know, I was able to make the best out of it. Yeah. And we, we do, we don't have any control over the cards we're dealt with. You know, it's Tony Robbins always calls it. Some people are part of the lucky sperm club. Like sometimes you're just lucky. Sometimes you land in the silver spoon, but like for us, for the people listening to the show, that was not them. That was not us. And so in that, it, it very much is a part of the hero's journey. You, you can play the victim all day long and you're going to have a certain kind of life. And then you recognize that you can push through it, you can overcome it, you can heal it, you can own the story instead of it owning you, and you are setting yourself up for such a different experience. And I say this all the time on this show, as an entrepreneur, I think being an entrepreneur is the most freeing thing for people who have experienced traumatic experiences, because it's the closest I think that you get to being you. And, and in that, 
you know, I, I think about it all the time in my own experiences of scaling businesses and leading teams and, and building structure. Uh, the worst case scenario is never anything remotely close to what I've already survived. Oh, I mean, the worst yeah. fucking thing that's ever going to happen to me in business is I'm going to close it and I'm going to go bankrupt. That has that that doesn't hold a candle to like stealing food for survival and being homeless as a kid and stealing cars and getting shot at by the cops and, you know, all of the craziness that my teenage years were. And I think that resiliency is such a, an under or misrepresented asset to what it means to like be a human being. And, and I think that the more that people are willing to tap into their resilience and go, you know what, I'm going to go for it. And, and, and maybe even it's this, and I'm curious about your thoughts on it. When I think about success that I've had in my life, and I'll, I'll tell you this, Colin, in all transparency, I am nowhere remotely close to the life that I'm trying to create. I'm still years and years away from it, but I've moved towards it every single day. Cause I know on a long enough timeline, because I've done it before I can build and scale my life to what I want it to be. But in that, I've recognized and understood and even reconciled to a very interesting extent uh, that I have to face my fear. I have to be willing to look down and go, all right, fuck it. What what is your experience like? Like, do you resonate with that? Is there something in, in the way that you operate where you're like, I'm willing to face this fear because I know the other side isn't as bad? Like, what's that like for you? Yeah, I mean it ties back to what you said, you know, and, uh, your, your experiences. I mean, I've never been shot at by the police, but <laughs> I've had some, some stories and some shit that I've survived. And it really it, it, in business, like there's nothing that freaks me out. You know, it's exactly what you said. What's the worst that happens? I, I fucking lose it all. I'll build it back. I don't care. You know? So it's really hard to get if you need help with pain or anxiety, let me tell you about one of my favorite tools. It's NW Recovery CBD Oil. You may know that, and I've mentioned this before, I have chronic pain and massive anxiety, and CBD oil has been such a profound tool in my journey. Recently, NW Recovery came out with their key lime flavored CBD oil that is non-psychotropic. It is non-psychoactive. And for a person like me who has a panic attack, if I touch THC, this is the perfect combination of delicious key lime and CBD. Something I literally do not leave home without. For more information, you can go to nw-recovery.com and use the keyword unbroken to save 20% on your first order. Again, go to nw-recovery.com, keyword unbroken, and have CBD change your life. Freaked out or let fear hold you back in business. I mean, that's a superpower. People that have been through shit like me and you have a superpower that they're not tapping into. And I love what you said is like people that have dealt with this type of stuff make great entrepreneurs because they have that grit. They had that, they have that resiliency. They have that they've survived things that are way more difficult than entrepreneurship. And they can use that as fuel to just push through walls that other people don't have the grit or tenacity to do so. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, 
fear, I mean, like when I deal with fear, like fear is a real thing. It can be crippling for some people, especially if they haven't dealt with their past, if they haven't done some work to get to the other side of that, if they haven't, you know, um, if they haven't done that work, it's hard, right? But if they have, then, you know, when things creep up on me, you know, that fear, whatever you want to call it, my first thought is, what's the worst that could happen? And I let that sink in for a second. And it's like, okay, if that were, if worst case scenario were to happen, would me and my family be okay? And 99.999% of the time, the answer is yes. And so it's like, fuck it. What's the worst can happen? Let's go. Let's try it. Let's do it. I love experimenting, trying new things. Um, You know, I've, started four different businesses. Three have been successful. There's been tough times in, in all of those. Um, and you know, even when I fail or even when things don't work out the way that I was hoping, there's usually at least, at least a good learning lesson or some experience in there that can take me to the next thing. Do you think, do you think having that mindset and that willingness in the way that you just laid it out is the key perhaps to what we would call tapping into that superpower that you may already have? Or do you think that there's another way to tap into it? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, I know that in my experience, yes. I don't know. Is your What's your experience been? Is it different for you or is your experience similar to mine? You know what I think it is, man, is I've always kind of just laid out this North Star. Like, what do I want to build in my life? How do I want to be remembered? You know, what is it that I want to leave the impact on? Because to go from this homeless kid um, who is stealing food to survive to um, being a number one best-selling author, award-winning speaker, podcast host, the whole nine, everything I've built, um, it's literally tied into me being so incredibly fucking stubborn that I don't care. Like I literally don't like I, I write something down and I ask myself, what does it take to get there? What does it take to get there? And then I just simply reverse engineer it all the way back to step one. And in that, I just start going forward, knowing that on this path, like I'm going to mess up every day. I'm going to fail every day. I'm going to be in this position where every single day, more than likely, I'm going to have to take like a hit. But you know this as well as I do, like you are going to fall down more than you succeed in anything that you try to accomplish. But on a long enough timeline, you can accomplish anything if you're willing to fall down. And yeah. so I just, I just go, man, fuck it. I'm stubborn. Like I get it. It's, it's my greatest attribute and my greatest character flaw. But since I have this presence, the self-awareness within me, I know that going into it. Right. And, yeah. and sometimes, and I don't know if you relate to this, I got people in my life that will check me. They'll be like, yo, dude, uh, you're being a psycho right now. Why don't you bring it down back to a human level? Cause man, I get so fired up, dude. I write down goals and they take me five years to accomplish seven years to accomplish Not, but they happen just last week. I accomplished something that I'd written down seven years ago. Think about that. Right. And and that's kind of my driver for me. I go, I believe it's in us. I believe we all have the, the ability, but maybe it's, Maybe it's you have to be willing to ask for help. Maybe you have to be vulnerable. Maybe you have to recognize that it's okay if you're not perfect. You know, I don't know. Cause I, I mean, and you're right. We all are very different. Do you think that there's some, 
type of commonality, you know, that you've seen in the people around you that are successful or that you use as a marker? Um, is there something that you notice that you're like, hmm, maybe that's tangible and I can pick that and bring that into my life? Um, I, I'm going to answer your question in one second, but I just want to touch on a couple of things that you said is, you know, that stubbornness that you mentioned, you know, as a character flaw slash superpower is, is key because people look and it's also, it also has to do with that self-awareness or your perspective on like, what is failure, right? Making mistakes along the way that's not failure. That's just part of the journey. That's part of the path. Failure is when you quit or you give up or you throw your hands up. Now, the stubbornness could not serve you in a positive way if the thing that you're trying to do, um, you know, isn't the best thing or isn't, you know, something that's going to work. Um, but even if you see it through and it takes you to the next best idea that gets you to the bigger seven year goal, then it was still worth it. Yeah, I, I agree. It is still worth it. And, and in that, uh, you know, um, let me ask you this because maybe this will be something practical and I want people to hear this in a way that can be a tool and and you may it may not actually be practical but i i believe there is practicality in the systems of creating change in your life if you were to kind of lay out and i don't necessarily mean step by step but if you were just kind of lay out this is the things i've done tried experienced to get to where i am what does that framework look like yeah and it this is something that i had to learn through experience and you know whether you're in like a job or entrepreneurship or you have a side hustle or wherever you're at, right? A lot of people think they need to get better at that thing, their job, their role, sales, you know, marketing, design, developing, building, whatever. They think they need to get better at those things to hit that goal, that five-year goal, that 10-year goal, whatever their North Star is. And that is the quickest way to burn out and give up on your idea or your goal. And what I actually realized is the more that I invested in myself personally, the much easier the professional stuff goes. Like, so whatever, you know, the more I took care of myself personally, spiritually, mentally, physically, spent more time and attention to that, then the more success I had professionally. And so what does that look like? Well, you know, for me, it's meditating. For me, it's exercising consistently every morning, trying, you know, to have a journal practice, um, you know, spending quality time with my family, eating healthy, um, you know, standing all day, drinking a gallon of water, like all of these things that have become part of like taking care of me so that I can show up as the best version of myself with whatever I'm trying to accomplish today. How long this, I'm really curious about this. I understand what it takes to get to the place where you can say that, but how long did it take you to be able to get to the place where you can say that? Probably I would say, you know, for the first, you know, once I got that first sales job, you know, from there, probably for the first four or five years, it was just work crazy hours, burnout, like 
not get proper sleep all the time, not taking good care of myself. And then realizing that I was only going to get so far with that. And then really starting to take better care of myself. And it's, and it's, you know, it's not perfect every day. Do I miss, you know, some days and not do things that I should? And do I fall off track? Absolutely. You know, but if you can start to develop that self-awareness where, you know, you're a little bit off and you know, you need to get back on track. Like the hardest part for me was I'm a, I I tend to be like a very black and white person. Like I'm all in on something or I'm all out. And if I'm all in on something that's good for me and then somehow I fall off of doing it, I tend, I used to be very hard on myself about it. Right. So then you get that negative self-talk and judging and all of this, which just can spin you out. Um, and so finding a way where you can be more empathetic to yourself of like trying things, doing different things, implementing and finding what works best for you. What works best for me might not work best for you, but finding out what you need to do to take care of yourself so that you can show up as the best version of yourself in your professional role or trying to accomplish whatever goals you've set up. Let me ask you. So when I, when I was growing up, I, my identity was very much tied to this concept of like, don't die. And I mean that in a real way, and I'm, I'm sure you'll understand this. And so when I graduated high school, finally, they literally just handed me the diploma. They're like, get the hell out of here. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, what do I do now? I became entirely lost in the world in a way that I, I can't even really convey. And so when you're thinking about where you're at in your life now, and 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 this is why I'm asking if, if this hits home for you or not, is have you had to define the person that you are today? Was there a practice? Did you write something? Did you create something like, like how did you become the Colin you are today? Yeah. A lot of it had to do with not necessarily like writing out or mapping out or defining like who I am, but realizing what things don't define me. And I think that's where things really changed, you know, so early in my career and even in early in entrepreneurship, like I let my successes and my mistakes or failures or whatever you want to call them challenges. I let those sort of define me and that can really take you to a dark place, you know? So if it was a great month, then I felt great. If it was a bad month, I felt horrible, you know? And so, you know, you, you got to learn that those things don't define you, right? So your successes and your failures don't define you. And that's, that can, that can be a hard thing to actually conceptualize. Like, you know, because we're so accustomed in society, in society, like to be defined by what we have or how much is in the bank, or how great we look on social media, or how many likes and comments and engagements we got, or how many downloads and listens we have on our podcast. Like We let a lot of those things define define us, positive things and negative, but you know, those are all just like a lot of vanity metrics. And like, yes, we all need money and we all need, we all want to be successful and we all have these big goals that we're trying to accomplish and we need fuel to move forward towards them. But it's a very, it's an emotional roller coaster if you let those things define who you are and how you actually feel about yourself. So if it's not success or failure, how do you define yourself? Like, what are what are yeah. the cornerstones? I mean, what's what's most important to you? You know, and so 
do I have ambitions and goals, you know, and targets and things that I want to absolutely. Um, and this was a hard concept for me that I really wrestled with because it was like, that's, I was defined by like those goals and hitting them and crushing them. And like, that's, but you know, I realized there's other things that are more important to me. Like, you know, for me, my family is important and spending time with them is important. And so having the, you know, success that I've been able to have and allowing me to spend more time with my family, that's worth more to me. Um, and so, you know, it, whatever is important to you, like not necessarily the money in the bank account, but maybe like it's the freedom to be able to travel or live wherever you want or, you know, for somebody like yourself, like it might just be literally not being dead and having a roof over your head. Like, you know, like, so it's, and it's, I can't really answer that question because it's something personal for each individual. Right. And so this is my experience and everybody's is a little bit different. Yeah. I agree with that a hundred percent. I always tell people, you know, you have to define yourself for who it is that you want to be. Success is such an intrinsic definition, you know, because yeah. my life probably looks nothing like your life and vice versa. And the way that we navigate the world should be about us choosing how we want to live. And I think that's the biggest thing about growth. That's the biggest thing about success is like you figure that out for you and you go towards it as long as it works. And if you wake up one day and you're like, I really don't like this anymore. This is not what I want. Like you can, you can stop. Like it's okay to quit. And I think, you know, I, I had this amazing conversation with John Lee Dumas and he was like, dude, sometimes you just got to quit. Like you have to give up on shit that doesn't serve you. Yeah. That's a hard yeah. one for stubborn people like me and you. <laughs> it, it it was it, like, I agree with that. I used to think very black and white in that context until I understood something. If I'm putting energy into things that aren't serving me, then I'm taking away energy from things that do. Yeah. And when I, when I understood that, man, it was like a baseball bat to the face because I was like, why am I doing all of these things that don't actually matter? Um, yeah. Call my friend. This is an absolutely amazing conversation. Um, before I ask you my last question, can you tell everybody what you got going on and where they can find you? Yeah, really simple. Whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on today, uh, you can go check, search out sales transformation. We drop five episodes a week. Um, that is the best way to find out what's new, what's exciting and, uh, you know, figure out what's going on in my world. Brilliant. And my last question for you, my friend is what does it mean to you to be unbroken? You think I would have been prepared for that question, but I wasn't. Um, what does it mean to be unbroken? Um, you know, to not let your past define who you are today. Simple and concise. I love it, brother. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see ya. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think. Please do me a favor and review, rate, and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that, Unbroken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like, 
comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.